This is the University of Northern Colorado Bears Coaches Show. Live at the Goat Sports Bar on Northern Colorado's Voice. 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. Here's Jerry Shamal. And hello again, everyone. I am not Jerry Schimmel. But let's give Jerry a round of applause anyway. As much as I love Jerry Schimmel, I'm going I'm to clap for him. This is the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT in the one and only Wes Greeley. Thank you very much for coming in and visiting us uh, tonight here at the GOAT and also on 103.1 and 13.10 KFKA. Uh, we're going to talk a lot of basketball tonight. We're going to talk uh, women's basketball, UNC Bears, and a little wrestling as well as we are now deep in the heart of the dark days. So, uh, <laughs> Kristen Mateo, the head coach of the UNC Bears, just informed me that she has not taken down her Christmas tree yet. Is that true? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to out you here. I have not taken down my Christmas tree. <laughs> well, that's okay. That's, uh, that's all right. It I took mean, too long to put up, so now i got to put it down. Well, Coach, it's, it's good, to, good to see you and good to meet you here at the GOAT as I try to figure out all the buttons and knobs here, <laughs> so you have to forgive me. Jerry is much smoother with this stuff. So. And nobody heard that I didn't take down my Christmas tree yet. So. Yeah, okay. Thank you. I apologize, but I will. I just told you the story where ours dried up and all the needles just fell. I mean, we're taking down the tree, and the entire tree, you know, ends up a pile in the living room. And then, you know, our chocolate lab decides he wants to roll in it. So, it was, you know, it was one of those scenes. And I had to send a picture to our director of basketball ops, Paige, <laughs> last night. And I'm sitting on my couch, and I realized the Christmas tree is in the picture. So I literally just turned the phone farther <laughs> over because I didn't want her to judge me because I haven't taken it down. So there we are. Well, did you have any uh, UNC ornaments on there? Any women's basketball I have ornaments? A, yeah, I have a, a stocking and, and a couple of ornaments and Good. a couple of teddy bears, actually, that were next to it. So I did. <laughs> we, we got it. Hey, yeah, I'm sure you have a, a homely home there you feel like home for those young players that you bring in there 10 freshmen on that team they they need a a home away from home right they need it uh i had everybody over for christmas was the last time and we have a leadership team and we met after that shortly and they're like coach we need to do that more often i was like what do you mean team meals are like no you need to cook for (laughs) us more often so i I said okay we'll we'll figure that out man how, how many hours did that take you it it took a while. I, I made a huge – we had Italian Christmas okay. with our team. So a huge tray of lasagna and then chicken wow. alfredo. And they were huge trays. Like they took double the time that you would normally cook. You've been around this game a long time. And with this many freshmen on the team, have they surprised you at all how mature or maybe immature they are at times? I mean, you know, can you talk a little about that? I'm kind of curious. Well, we, we have youth power on our team, and, and our youth have really stepped up and, and provided kind of this new sound energy for us, mm-hmm. enthusiasm. Um, and, and we have our days. Like, you know, we, we just came from the Montana trip, and, and I thought youth was exposed. You know, and then, and then there's other times when, when I do. I think we're out playing ourselves, and the mm-hmm. maturity is there. And, and so I just actually met with all of our freshmen on Monday. Uh, I do – you know, every couple of weeks I just meet with them and grab them because we have so many. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, what, what's the first four games in conference feel like to you? What does it look like? What's the biggest challenge? And they're just, their ability to see this intensity level, 
you know, has escalated. And it's a whole different feel when you go on the road or to the Montanas and there's two or 3,000 people sitting in the stands. So uh, they're seeing it. They're learning. And, and, you know, my hope is we get through this first half and then, you know, it's, it's all out there. Now we know right. what the whole conference looks like. They do as freshmen. And then, you know, we really dig in that second half. Well, uh, that's exciting because uh, the majority of them are going to look a lot different at the end of the season than they were in the first week. Correct? I think so. Yeah. And yeah. We, like we have a young lady, Anaya Hall, who's starting for us at the post. Mm-hmm. Um, she's our starting five. She's a freshman from Texas. And, you know, she set out almost the whole entire summer with an injury that she was recovering from. And now, you know, we have her in just enough shape that she can get up and down the floor. And she's going against some of the best post players in our conference. She just had 16.8 rebounds against Montana. So to me, those are great moments where you say the future is bright you know if she can go get 16 and 8 tonight you know now can we make it more consistent and that's what we're working on so it's not just one game here one game there so you're eight and seven overall one and three in the conference in the big sky conference Semental once again Hannah Semental was uh, hot five of nine from the field 15 points against uh, Montana State to start that road trip uh, last week sounds like you were playing pretty well early on against Montana the Montana State yeah we did we started off an 11-0 run mm-hmm. um and I think they called the first time out and uh and really going back to just this consistency as a team mm-hmm. we set the tone early and 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 then we're giving stuff back so we're digging a hole for ourselves after we you know do everything we can to get that lead so uh, we're going through these moments uh, of just growth and maturity right now where it, it's we're looking for consistency. We do have Hannah, who has stepped up. You know, I just did her average. Like, what, what has she been averaging over the last five games for us? About 15 points. And then back to our freshman, Anaya Hall. Last five games, about 10 points and about five or six rebounds. So we have some that are stepping up, and then we have others, you know, that some of their stats have dipped. And we've and we got to make sure that we get five or six people that are putting points on the board for us um, and, and just stepping up in those big crucial moments um, and, and making sure that we're getting stops. And, and, and right now it feels like this, a little bit of a hills mm-hmm. and valleys, and the goal is that we streamline it and, and, we, and we want to continue to improve and get better you know, every single game. And then Saturday night's game, uh, 82-60, tall again, both of them, they, they shifted gears and then, and then tried to lead the team again, just not enough. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, no way to say it is we're getting punched right now, and, and we have to figure out how to respond well. Well, the good thing is, is I think we've had a couple of great days of practice as we're heading into this week. We've watched a lot of film, um, and, and, and now it's, you know, now it's we've got to take all that stuff and put it into action. But the goal is that we keep growing through it all. Um, I, if I told you that some of my freshmen's eyes look, you know, the size of <laughs> some of the Gold ornaments balls. on my Christmas tree, <laughs> yeah. that, that still is up, um, that is the truth. But I can also tell you um, that, that they, as they're going through it, they're getting better as, as they go through it. And sometimes you don't know what you don't know. Um, and, and so I, I would anticipate, you know, we're four games in, and, and we still have another five games, I guess, right. for the first half of conference play. So, you know, then we're going to get ready for Sac State, who's number one in our conference right now. And uh, so it's exciting to see the growth, uh, even though, uh, you know, obviously disappointing the last couple games with the result, but just exciting to see where we're going to be because I I think it's going to be much better. But once again, that's the beauty of the Big Sky Conference, isn't it? Uh, I mean, if you're hot, 
during the tournament. Mm -hmm. That's really all that matters. And with a, a team that's loaded with freshmen, I mean, what a, what a blessing, really, if you look at it. That's kind of the conference is designed for a young team like yours in a way, isn't it? Yeah, and there's some, like, you know, the Montana's all juniors and seniors. You know, so when you look at both of their rosters, and, and that's why I say there, there's a lot of positive moments. When, when you have an Anaya Hall that walks away with 16 points and eight rebounds, well, she went against, uh, you know, a G feller who's one of their best post players uh, on Montana who is an all-conference player. She could be up for, I think, one of the player of the year in our, in our league. So just her ability to hold her own. And, and we just need more people coming alongside. Uh, you know, we have Delaney Byrne and Avery Kleinhands that have played big moments for us and given us big moments. And uh, Gabby Field, she's another freshman. Mm -hmm. And as they continue to step up, and, and we have to have everybody. So uh, we have to have everybody. But it, it is exciting to me. And there's, everyone said, is it more challenging or is it more exciting? It's more exciting. Sure. As a coach, do you do anything differently when you come back from a road trip like that, or did you? Um, we actually, the, the approach right now is just stay the course and, mm -hmm. and stick to the blueprint. So you don't allow an outcome to change. You know, and obviously I think there's creativity involved, and we're finding different ways to connect with our players and, and to make sure they can absorb information and, and get ready for these battles that are in front of them. And that definitely involves creativity. And we <laughs> do a lot of one-on-one. -on -one. Like I just spent you know, 30 minutes with Gabby Fields, our point guard this morning, and letting her see the offense. Well, the game is slow when you watch it on film, isn't it? Absolutely. Then you can see things a lot better. So Absolutely. taking those moments to invest, um, but we stay the course. We say, you know, still get great sleep, eat like a champion. Um, you know, let's make sure we're taking care of the academic piece, and you just stay the course. And if you hard, work hard, I think great things will happen. Well, you were a point guard correct? I was. And uh, how much do you enjoy working with the point guards uh, I, in particular? I love working with the point guards. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine. Um, it, we ask a lot from them and all of our, I have two freshmen, well, one's a redshirt freshman and one's a true freshman. And then we have Hannah, who, uh, Simmental, who will play the point for us. We move her from the two to the one uh, sometimes. And yeah, we, we get together, all four of us, and, and, and we just say, if we don't have success, it's because of us four in, in the room, right? Mm -hmm. And so we expect our point guards to lead and be vocal leaders and lead by example. And, and they have to know every position on the floor. And, and, and that's more taxing than just a post player that just needs to know, you know, their spot. So I love our point guards. And, and like I said, that they, they do a great job of studying the game, too. You have to have a point guard that just is it, kind of gritty and tough mm -hmm. and, and can absorb. And sometimes they have to just tell people where they need to go on the court and, and not feel bad about directing that way. When you see the light bulb go off with the point guard, isn't that, isn't that one of the most uh, gratifying feelings yeah. as a coach? Uh, I mean, and going back to Gabby, when she had 36 points against Colorado State, well, mm -hmm. You know, we went back and looked at some of those, and we're looking at her shot selection right now, and she hasn't shot it as well. And so there's growth. I mean, we're trying to get through so she can see, oh, she was wide open. Mm -hmm. Now she's, you know, now the secret's out. And for her to understand, nobody knew she was going to have 36 points, but once you have it, now the whole, everybody's scout knows about sure. what she can do, that she can score from the perimeter and put it on the floor. So it, it's just getting her to see how much harder you have to continue to work and evolve as a player um, with your game and, and with reading actions and things to, 
get the same looks. That's Kristen Mateo. We're going to come back in a few minutes on the UNC Coaches Show here at the GOAT every uh, Tuesday night. It's Wednesday night, though. This is a special edition, and super fan Terry made it, so you know we're, we're doing all right. As long as Terry and his wife are here, then, then we're okay. At the GOAT in West Greeley, we're going to come back with Coach and talk more about women's basketball and the UNC Bears right here on 103.1 and 13.10. KFKA, stay with us. Welcome back to the GOAT in West Greeley. It's the UNC Coaches Show brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance once again. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schimmel and Kristen Mateo is here and we are at the GOAT once again in West Greeley. Uh, Coach, you mentioned uh, Sacramento State coming up uh, this weekend. Uh, right here at home after two games on the road, Montana State and Montana, and uh, coming up at 6 o'clock, uh, it's first responders night, so that'll be fun uh, to show the appreciation for them. Uh, what do you know about Sacramento State? Well, you know everything about them, but what can you tell us? Great team, right number one right now in our league. Um, Second-year head coach, Mark Campbell, just, just like our coaching staff here. Um, they have a 6'4 post player. Um, Eisenel Nadabo is her name, 6'4", 6'5", um, international player that was kind of picked mid-preseason, um, like mid-major uh, player of the year. She wasn't picked player, but preseason just picked uh, watch list. And, and then they have a point guard. So that post player averages 17 and 11. They have a point guard wow. that averages 20 po- points. Um, their whole offense is driven through those two people. Uh, they set multiple ball screens every possession. So if you're there, it's going to be ball screen after ball screen after ball screen and and obviously with six four six five in the paint um you know they're solid defensively a, as well so we, we got them at our place and, and last year we started down in at sacramento and so we get them here first uh this year and uh, happy to be at home and back in front of our home crowd so the paint is going to be crucial coming up this weekend absolutely um i mean when you have that size it's going to mm-hmm. control it just a little bit um, and, and, and you work with your post. Uh, we got, you got to make a couple moves. You can't go right, right. in there. Um, her ability to block shots is, is pretty good. Um, it, but I, I think at the same time, we have some posts that can stretch to the perimeter and create a matchup problem as well. And we've talked about your, your freshman players, your, your 10 young players, uh, the confidence level for them right now after losses on the road. Do you notice that, or, or do they feel pretty good about themselves? Well, I, I, I think... I'm sure they don't feel great um, mm-hmm. after a loss, but uh, as I say, sometimes not knowing stuff is, is good too, and <laughs> you don't know what you don't know. Um, but I, I, I think, you know, with youth, you have to – I'm going to give an example. We had Lila Moore. She's a freshman out of Arizona. You know, she was like 0 for 8 to start her career. And, and then we get into our first conference game, and she scores 10 points. Wow. And we literally the day before had a talk, and, and she was – little bent out of shape, didn't feel like she was contributing. And, and just, I'm like, are you getting in the gym? Are you doing extra? Then just stay the course. And the next game was her breakout game. And she scored 10 points. And so I, I do think, you know, when you're younger, you tend to look at outcomes and, and numbers more than just staying the course. And, but th- they're learning and growing, and, and, and I, think, I think they're fine. Actually, I said this weekend, but tomorrow night, Sacramento, Sacramento State at 6 o'clock tip-off, and then Saturday, Portland State at 2 o'clock. Yeah, Portland State's coming in. They just actually got their first conference win, 
I think it was almost a two-year window. <laughs> I know that it, they did not win a conference game last year. They beat Idaho, which is one of the top teams in our conference. So a great win for them. Uh, they start at Northern Arizona on Thursday. Then we see them Saturday. Um, and, and, and they're just a unique team. They play zone defense. Uh, they work extremely hard. They're everywhere, fly around. Um, and, and it'll just be another great challenge, completely different uh, from Sac State where Sac State's just going to slow the game down and, and create this half-court game because they have a post player. Um, Portland State's going to get up and down a little bit more. You know what? I, I forgot to ask you this. Uh, you were at West Texas before you came here to UNC. By chance, I feel like you had a – did you have a player down there from Johnson High School in San Antonio, by chance? Um. Do you remember? Do you remember? I don't even know her name, but I I can tell you my best friend of 42 years, his wife is the head coach at Johnson High School in San Antonio, and I felt like she had one of her players playing for you up there. I'm I'm not sure. It could could have been could have been um, Abilene Christian or something like that. But you you recruit Texas so much. I'm Mm -hmm. sure you see you, you know hundreds and hundreds of women's basketball coaches. But the reason I ask you. You know, down there, um, I'll, I'll look up in, in early December, and they will have p- played like 25 games. And, and is that a disadvantage or an advantage, or does it matter uh, for high school players in a situation like that? Because in, in Colorado, I understand you're playing club basketball. They do it all, the, you know, all over the country, of course. But, man, they play a lot of, of high school basketball player uh, uh, games early on in Texas. Is that true? Don't get me started. <laughs> in Texas, I mean, the start of this Colorado season, in Texas, they, most teams had already played 10 games. Okay. So do I think it's a disadvantage for young ladies? Absolutely. Okay. Uh, and especially if you think about it, Colorado, it's snow and there's weather. Sure. Why not start those seasons earlier right. um, and, and get those girls playing? But, but I know it's, it's just a little bit different. The same thing like with the state of Oklahoma, you know, if – if it's a smaller school and their team's football team is going to the playoffs, mm-hmm. they will push back the start of the girls' basketball season because there's a lot of guys or boys on that football team that will play on sure. the basketball team. But the, the girls' teams have to, like, you know, it would, if I flipped it, it would be like if a volleyball team went to the state playoffs and we made the boys' basketball team right. maybe not start their season. But I guess that would never happen. I, I like playing. I, I believe uh, the high school teams are great. Th- there's a lot of kids now that are playing club in Colorado, mm-hmm. more so because you can get way more games in club than you can even just playing your normal high, high school season. So I would love to see more here. Uh, it's, it's just how it is. And, and earlier, the better, because as we know, the snow starts coming and sure. just you're dealing with environment. When you're recruiting, who are you looking for uh, in a student athlete and to excel in your program? Oh, that's a good question. Um, we want the complete package kid. So uh, there's obviously a basketball side, and that's the easy side to, to identify. Uh, we are looking for a high-slash-overachiever kid um, that, that, that does things with excellence. And, and, and what does that mean? Just their work ethic, you know, how they view a team setting, how they function within a team setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they have to have these basketball skill sets we recruit offense first so i'm not going to go find just a great defensive player (laughs) um i can hide you on defense can't hide you on offense you know at the college level um but and and there's this attack mindedness right so you want these players that have this play with this attack minded and whether that's aggressiveness defensively offensively um i I think that's critical you can't be passive and be great at the college level 
Um, it's the same thing academically. We actually want to be in the top 25 academically if we can. Uh, we were number 10 in the nation last year um, after one season. We, you know, we just had a great GPA, 3.56, I think, for this semester. So that's great with a lot of freshmen. So when I say the full package kid, sure. I mean, that's what, that's what we want because we want it to be a great experience all around. And, and it's hard. We talk about it right now in season. Do you have great balance? Probably not. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have to create that, you know, in and out and around that season. So you find the players that, that want to build, and we say grow your roots and not just be here and then – in yeah. the transfer portal the next year right. um so we really work hard to you know talk to high school coaches and club coaches and i mean i'll talk to the custodial people or, or <laughs> the lunch That's lady right. and i'll talk Absolutely. to i just i want to know how they are and how they respond yeah. to the good moments and the bad moments and and so that's the cool thing with recruiting is you get to take that time. And, and I love the recruiting process. I love Dude. spending a year or two, uh, you know, recruiting somebody mm -hmm. and you get to know their entire family. Um, I personally probably struggle with – I like the transfer portal can have positives, mm -hmm. but it's a really like – it's a three-week recruiting window. Uh, you know, somebody's in there, you maybe have three weeks to figure out how to recruit them, and then they say yes, and then you have to feel like you know each other, but you really don't. So then you have to keep recruiting them kind of after they sure. sign just to kind of get to know their family. So I like, I like my freshmen, um, <laughs> as you can tell. But, yeah. you know, we'll, we will have some transfers um, as well. Uh, over the past decade, are young women better shooters, better ball handlers? Are they better than they were 10, 15 years I ago? I think so, yeah. There's yeah. more resources. They have, you know, nowadays uh, all of our players, they had a shooting coach and – a strength coach. I mean, they have all these little <laughs> skills coach, all these coaches right. along the side before they even get to college. So we have some. I go back to Lila Moore, who f was from Arizona. She didn't even play on her high school team. Th there's a big um, side of sports that's just a prep, um, like a prep side where they're not – they go to high school, but they're now playing on this prep mm -hmm. um, high school team that maybe travels and plays. Mm -hmm. You know, Lila's from Arizona, but she played teams in California, and they just traveled – to different states and it's just a group of young ladies that say that they actually are ready and preparing themselves for the next level versus right. the high school team sometimes you know most of that team won't play at the next level those how, players. how about passing are they better i'm curious are, are they better passers than we were 40 years ago they can be <laughs> if you want to be if I you want to be right? passing is an art and, yes. and i think some people naturally have it uh, we have a young lady, Avery Kleinhands, on our team who's, who's a redshirt freshman. She was with us last year, but from Texas. She loves to pass. I mean, mm -hmm. she does it all the time, and I wish we had more players like that. But, right. you know, obviously being a point guard, I think passing is critical. And I can make you look good, really, really good on the court if I have a great ability to pass and read. Absolutely. Well, Coach, great meeting you. Thank you for everything you're doing for these young players in the University of Northern Colorado. Uh, tomorrow night, Sacramento State. This should be fun. And then uh, at 2 o'clock on Saturday, Portland State. Once again, 6 o'clock tip-off tomorrow. Thank you. Appreciate it, Mark, and appreciate everybody's support. Absolutely. And uh, have a great week uh, the rest of the way, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That, that's Coach Christian Mateo right here on the UNC Coaches Show at the GOAT, brought to you by Mark Larson State Farm Insurance. And we're going to come back and talk some wrestling after the break. Thank you very much for coming down here uh, to West Greeley and also listening to us on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. And welcome back to the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance Group. 
UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT in West Greeley. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schimmel tonight. It's on a Wednesday night, typically on a Tuesday. And uh, we are fortunate to have Troy Nickerson here, the UNC head wrestling coach, enjoying yet another great season. Uh, you guys have been everywhere from upstate New York uh, to West Virginia, Illinois, UTC, Tennessee, Chattanooga. Um, and now back in Greeley, you came back for a couple of matches, I believe, in between those low, uh, stops. But uh, some big matches coming up uh, this Friday versus Cal State Bakersfield uh, at the Bank of Colorado Arena at 6 o'clock. And then, obviously, the rest of your season is going to be a lot of fun as well. But, um, Coach, good to see you. Nice to meet you. And uh, kind of evaluate your team up to this point. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. Um, It's been a good season. It's been a good year so far. You know, like you said, we've been all over the place. We're 7-1. and Um, You know, we didn't really know. I I knew we were talented coming into the season. I I just didn't know how talented because we have six freshmen in our lineup, you know. And, uh, you know, a lot of people look to that as, you know, it's uh, the growing pains that you got to work with. I knew they were talented. I just didn't know how good. And uh, they've proven to be pretty special so far. So, um, like you said, we've got some great tests coming up this weekend um, with Bakersfield on Friday and then uh, the number 24 team in the country in Cal Poly on Sunday. So um, I, I think we've got a great shot of being able to knock them off and uh, you know hopefully climb into those rankings. Now we just talked to the coach about her women's team and the young players that she has on her roster. How is it different as a wrestling coach when you have inexperienced or at least inexperienced as far as uh, collegiate wrestling, uh, I would imagine that that could be very intimidating. It can, but uh, we've got the right kids in our program. You know, I mean, we don't shy away when it comes to recruiting. We're, we're going to recruit the best, you know, and I think we've been able to keep a lot of the best talent in state, which is something that eight years ago when I got here, I really put a, a you know, a big emphasis on. We wanted to keep the best kids in state, and then um, we've been able to kind of cherry pick throughout the country, and we've done really well in the transfer portal. We've been able to get the right kids in this program, and uh, like I said, they're just talented, so they're, they're going to go out and they're going to be winners. And there's certain little positions, you know, strategically things we got to clean up with them a little bit, but for the most part, they're just winners and they're do- doing what they know how to do. One of those wrestlers is Andrew Alira's 141 pounder. Uh, won the 141-pound weight division um, in the Southern Scuffle. What makes him so special? Um, he's just a winner, right? I mean, I think in the recruiting process, that's one of the things we look for. We want kids that they've won at all ages, right? And he is one of those kids, and we were lucky to have him in our back backyard right he grew really Greeley central yeah i mean he grew up five houses down the street from me right so i mean <laughs> you know the week i moved in i you know i'd see him running down the, the sidewalk you know getting a workout in and uh you know i got to know him at a very early age and he was just one of those kids that we were so close to because he was here in the area we really saw that talent before he really stepped up on the national scene and we scooped him up and you know by the time he's graduating he's the number one pound for pound high school kid in the country and uh he just had that that it factor about him that was going to make him special at any place he chose to go, and he really bought into be, being able to do it at home. Has he been wrestling since he was 
three, four, five? Uh, yeah, from the youngest ages, right? Is he's done right? it at all ages. He, he's won at all ages. And, um, you know, again, they kind of have those growing pains as they work through. And he was always a very good wrestler, but he wasn't the one that was winning everything, right? He was at the top of everything, but he wasn't necessarily just walking away with it. But, uh, you know, we saw that talent in him just because he was so close. And, um, again, he's, he's really taking that next step this year. Uh, wrestling does so much for young men. You see it in middle school and in high school as well. Um, when you take it to that next level, and may, are there those wrestlers who, who may not have, you know, the championships in high school, but you, you're able to see enough potential where they can wrestle at the next level, or is it a little different? Oh, gosh, I tell you what, it's, um, it's tricky. There, there certainly are some kids that, um, you know, we, we can develop them and take them to the next mm-hmm. level. Um, to be honest, that's a lot of work, you know, and I, I, I'd rather recruit talent. I, I <laughs> yeah. really would, you know. I right? mean, we, we'd rather take the kids that are super talented, and, you know, maybe they've got a couple things they need to clean up in their life and, you know, their discipline and how they react to things. And, um, again, I think my staff does a better job than anybody in the country of being able to develop those relationships and getting these kids to buy in and trust us where, you know, we've been able to take care of things. And, you know, we've done great in the classroom. Our team had the highest GPA out of any men's team on campus this semester. And, um, again, they're living the right lifestyle. They're doing what they need to do to be successful. Listening to Troy Nickerson, the head coach of the UNC Bears wrestling program. Uh, You grew up in upstate New York, and you were a state champion and a national champion. What was that experience like? For them to raise your hand and win a, win a championship that at, at both those levels, that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a lot of that hard work, right? It's a lot of that hard work that, um, you know, I put in a, as a youth and, you know, all the way through college that made me successful. And, um, you know, I think it's made me a better coach because I, I let the kids learn from a lot of my experiences. I, I was by no means perfect, right? There was, if I could go back, there would be a lot of things that I would do different, but, um, I think with any sport, right, there's um, there's a lot of different ways to do it. I mean, I always say wrestling, it's very difficult. It's a very difficult sport, but it's not a hard sport in the sense of, you know, what do you need to do to actually be successful? And it, it is a disciplined thing. It's a mental sport. And if you're able to do those little things right, it's going to translate into you being successful if you have those skills and techniques to be able to compete at the highest level. How did you get into it? As a kid, uh, my father got me into it when I was young. You know, mm-hmm. it was a sport that he didn't have the time to do, and uh, you know, just always grew up loving it. Got me into it. Got me around the best coaches, best partners um, that we could find in upstate New York, and uh, it was something I just fell in love with. You know, there, it, it seems like well, maybe maybe it was a decade ago. I'm not sure. It may have been five years ago, but it seemed like there was a, an attack on the sport in a sense. You know, it, it just it, it, I don't know. Sometimes it's kind of hidden how it's growing. How is the sport? Is it healthy? I don't know if it dealt with it. It was in the Olympics. I can't even remember. But I remember wrestling coaches and the wrestling community fighting for its survival here in Colorado. Um, it, what's the health of it right now? Yeah, a couple Olympiads ago, um, they, they did try dropping wrestling from the Olympics, and that was a lot based on just our leadership and uh, really just ignoring some principles and uh, some paperwork <laughs> that's just necessary, right? It, it was kind of one of those slap on the wrist, but, uh, you know, I, I think it was a good wake-up call. We changed our governing body, um, you know, internationally with wrestling, and it was one of those things that just kind of woke us up and said, hey, we need to make sure we're 
we're being professional about this, right? And, um, you know, the sport is in a great spot. You know, I, I think, like you said, I mean, wrestling and to a lot of people, to the lay person that doesn't know it, it can be a little intimidating, maybe seem barbaric. But uh, the one thing that I've found is I've never met somebody that has come to a wrestling match and hated it. Right. So true. Everybody always wants to come back, yep, you know, yep. and like you said, we've got some great opportunities this weekend to, uh, to come out and put it on a show. So if you've never been to a wrestling match, come out on, on Friday night. Absolutely. And what's great about UNC, I mean, they do and you do. You make it a, a, a very entertaining uh, night of athletics and it's just it's great for the whole family. Well, that, that's what's important to me. You know, I mean, obviously, my kids have a job to do. They need to go out there and put on the best product to be able to. Uh, to want those fans to come back right and that's one thing we preach is go out and compete hard right um obviously we're trying to win we aren't going to win them all um we're certainly trying to though but just put your best effort forward and then you know we have a great marketing staff at unc where i really push them at the highest level too to really make it a show i want it to be a production it's not just a wrestling match and uh that's something that we've been able to do these past eight seasons and uh when i got here we were averaging about 200 people in a duel right it was tiny you know, but we have a great atmosphere now. I mean, we're getting 1,000, 1,500 fans for every match, and wow. it really is um, a show, and we want to put on something that people want to see. Who did you lean on or learn from as a wrestling coach in your career? So my college wrestling coach was Rob Cole. Um, he was at Cornell University for 30 years. He's a staple in the program. Um, you know, he really uh, he really understood things from the business side, right? I mean, there's, there's a lot of great wrestling coaches out there. There's a lot of people that can show the X's and O's, but I think when you can really, you know, our job as a head coach anymore, I mean, we are CEOs of this, this program, this organization, and I think when you can really treat it as a business, um, you, you can turn it into a profitable enterprise, and we've been able to do that here, and Again, I had great leadership and a guy like him. Troy Nickerson, the UNC head wrestling coach, and, man, doing a great job. Unbelievable in, in eight years what you have uh, built here and just continued with the excitement here in northern Colorado and collegiate wrestling. We're going to come back on the UNC Coaches show from the GOAT in West Greeley. Welcome to come down here tonight, uh, typically here on a Tuesday night. I'm Blake Olson in for Jerry Schimmel. When we return, we're going to talk to uh, Coach Nickerson more about his team and more about the great sport of wrestling here in Greeley. Stay with us on 103.1 and 1310 KFK. And welcome back to the Mark Larson State Farm Insurance UNC Coaches Show from the GOAT in West Greeley. Beautiful place to bring your family, friends, great food and fun and plenty of uh, monitors so you can watch every game that you'd like to see around the nation. And speaking around the nation, you know, I probably didn't do it justice, but you really have, Coach. You've put UNC wrestling on the map, and that has to feel good. It does. You know, it's taken a lot of hard work, um, a lot of time, certainly longer than uh, I would have hoped, but uh, we're, we're getting there. And, you know, I think the one thing that, it, you know, I appreciate is every year we're getting better and better. And uh, a couple years ago, for the first time, we got ranked in that top 25 for the first time in 51 years. That was a big wow. step for us. And then, um, you know, just this year, Andrew Alirez becomes our first uh, wrestler, number one ranked wrestler in the country you know, in about 50 years as well. So um, there's Amazing. certainly good things on the horizon, and, uh, you know, we're, we're not stopping anytime soon. we sure. got more to do. 
Well, he, I mean, he, he has to be ecstatic staying at home and accomplishing what he's accomplished. I understand if you're a teenager and you get offers from all over the country or whatever and you see, you know, the bells and whistles and the, and, and, and the locations, it's probably tempting to leave your home sometimes and go wrestle and make a name for yourself somewhere else. But, man, this is really cool that he's been able to do it here. Is, does he feel that way? or Absolutely. Yeah. You know, he wanted to be part of something special. And, uh, you know, for, for me, I'm very fortunate because I did the same thing. I stayed at home. And right. my entire coaching staff did as well. So it's an easy vision for us to sell. Yeah. And Andrew bought into that right away. You know, and it, being an individual sport, you know, it is it's you versus you a lot, right? So he understood that he could win here in UNC at UNC in Greeley and uh, he trusts us and he's just done, doing a great job right now of getting to that next level. What is wrestling practice like at the at the collegiate level? Give me a typical uh, wrestling practice if you have a couple days before a match. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, this time of year, I mean, it's it's maintenance, you know. Is I mean, there, there's no secrets out there. I mean, we're, mm-hmm. we're trying to just make sure these kids feel good, their timing's good, um, their weight's in check, and they're just ready to go, you know. I think uh, it, it is a grind. I mean, it's a long season. It's a tough sport. Injuries, you know, bruises, they, they come, right? And for us, it's just about keeping these kids as healthy as possible and letting them just go do their thing. A lot of that you know, big improvement work that we do is, is a lot of time in the summertime. It is a long season, though. I don't think people realize uh, when you start and when you end and what can go through, you know, a young man's mind and body during that period, right? Yeah, it, it's hard. You know, it's hard, and that's why we try to give some guys some breaks. And, uh, you know, again, with our relationships with our athletes, I mean, the one thing we tell them is, you know, they need to be their own best coach and they need to communicate with us at the highest level. And that's what a guy like Andrew does, right? I mean, he knows, you know, when his body's getting beat up and, you know, he can come to me and say, hey, I, I think I need today off or, hey, we need to change the plan. And, um, again, these kids, they, they know what it takes, right? And especially when they're at that level, they know what they need to do to be successful. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about it. And most of the time I trust them and, and we'll go with it. Tell me about some of the interesting stories of some of your wrestlers this year uh, who may have surprised you on your roster or maybe some of those guys who may not have surprised you, but uh, uh, the fans love watching them wrestle. Well, again, we haven't been home much, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, some of these kids haven't competed in front of home crowd yet. We had a couple duels, uh, you know, about a month ago here. Right. But, you know, it was a good opportunity. We wrestled some smaller schools, and I was really able to get a lot of those kids that – normally don't get into my lineup in into the lineup for a time you know we wrestled 20 different guys um, wow. back in december there and it was a great experience for those young guys that don't get that opportunity i mean a lot of people don't understand that you know i've got 33 guys young men on my roster and 10 are able to compete every weekend so it, there's a lot of guys that aren't seeing that time but i think the guys that um most people are going to be excited to see are a couple of these freshmen that we have right now um starting us off at 125 pounds steve opulin um, you know, he's ranked top 20 in the country right now. Um, he's going to be special, you know, in, in some ways he's a, he's a better wrestler than Andrew Liras. He really is, you know, and he's at that point, he's, he's young, right? He's a freshman. He's figuring some things out and figuring out what he needs to do to be successful, but he's going to be very good, you know, and, uh, we talked about the recruiting process a little earlier. Um, you know, Steve-O is a winner, right? He's been a winner his entire life. Um, when he was eight years old, he was, he was a viral YouTube sensation. You know, he's got two million views on YouTube. So he's been a, a winner his entire life, and um, it's continuing to translate to today. Now, you say better in some ways. Would that be technique, strength, quickness? What, what is it? 
you know, for him, it's 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 um, a toughness thing. You know, he's so talented. He's he's very technical. Um, you know, sometimes some of those guys they overthink it. You know, and that's something that Andrew struggled with a little bit in the past. But they're trying to be too perfect out there, and they're worried about getting scored on versus just going and letting it fly and you know just letting their ability level take over. So um, just working on just letting him pull the trigger a little bit more and uh, just working on his conditioning, but it's not much. I mean, th- there's little things that we just need to work on, and he's going to be in that upper echelon. You know, you, you mentioned the social media aspect. I've never thought about this. Now, how is, has YouTube and social media changed or helped wrestling uh, a great deal uh, as far as technique, coaching the sport, uh, showing it? You know, to maybe people who who weren't exposed to it before? Absolutely. You know, it's been very big for just the exposure of the sport. But, um, you know, just for these athletes and their development, too. I heard you talking to Coach Matteo just about Mm -hmm. that development, you know, and we're athletes, you know, are they better today than they were Mm -hmm. um, 10 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago? And in wrestling, I'll say without a question, these kids are way better than we were, you know. And it's it's, a lot of it is because of the video, the access they have, um, you know, the knowledge they have from a nutrition, strength, conditioning standpoint, I mean, they're just way better than we were. Well, well, speaking of that, you stay in great shape. Yeah, so I'm, I'm assuming you wrestle with these guys. No? I, was, I was on the mat with our guys today. Were you? I, it wasn't fun, but I was, on, I was out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, now, do most collegiate wrestling coaches, are they out there on the mat? With their guys, typically or not? Oh, a lot do, you know, uh-huh. and, and I think it's um, it's very beneficial for them in a lot of ways, you know, just because I, I can put them in situations that, uh, you know, they're maybe not getting from their other training partners. You know, again, it's a very individual sport. Everybody's working on themselves. Um, I have no skin in the game anymore, right? <laughs> I, I, my, my pride went out the window a long uh-huh. time ago, so I can really give them that feel that they need to uh, – you know, to, to work in those certain areas. And uh, I think there's a lot of benefit in that. Um, this area, northern Colorado, is great, though, for high school wrestlers and, and young wrestlers coming up. Would you rank it uh, among one of the best places in the country, from what you can tell? Is it in that top ten uh, area? Or it, not? It's close. It's is very it? close, you know. Really? I mean, and that's one of the things that attracted me here, you know, eight years ago. Um, hmm. th- there is a lot of talent here, and uh, I think we've got great coaches. We've got great support. And, um, again, we, we want to keep that talent home. You know, mm-hmm. just this past uh, semester, he just started classes here on Monday. Dominic Serrano, who's four-time state champion from Windsor, we just got him transferred back from Nebraska. Um, he's going to be a huge addition to our lineup. And, um, again, the more kids that we can keep around like that, it, it's going to attract fans and it's going to bring people in the doors. Now, Coach, my dad was a wrestling coach, all right, So at Erie. So when I was young, four or five years old, he took, took – my brothers and I into the gymnasium and said, right, we're going we're gonna to start wrestling. That lasted for about one hour with me. Okay, after I was pinned three times, I'm like, I'm done. I'm playing basketball. But if you have anyone from Erie or Windsor or, you know, the, the, there's, some, there's some pretty – uh, impressive wrestlers from the from this area. Absolutely, we got a um, Rudy Lopez who's from Erie on our team right now. Um, Is that right? I, I, I okay. think we've got a good uh, you know fifteen. 15 plus guys that are from this northern Colorado area and that's that's important to me and other kids from around the state I mean it's important to keep that talent home I think anywhere no matter what state you're in if you keep your talent home you're going to be successful and at the same time you get some California kids kids from the Midwest New York I'm sure correct yep it it doesn't hurt absolutely (laughs) now you always hear Oklahoma when I worked in Texas they barely even knew what 
wrestling was, which was amazing. Then you go across the state line. I'm sure it's growing in Texas, though. That I was in Texas, you know, 30 years ago. We have about 30 seconds, but it's growing all over the place for the most part. It is. You know, like I said, I mean, wrestling's growing at all levels. Um, women's wrestling in particular, right? It's, it's blowing up, and it's getting huge, and it's, you know, an emerging sport with the NCAA now. So um, it, it's really getting big, and I'm excited for the future. Coach, thank you so much. It's great to meet you. Troy Nickerson, Likewise. the head coach of uh, the UNC Bears wrestling program. Good.